This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. It's a story that's been billions of years in the making. It explains life on Earth and how it changes over time and is the reason why we can't just grow wings to fly to school. This is your Squiz Kids shortcut to evolution. The podcast where we dive into the who, what, when, where, why and how of the big news stories. I'm Christy Kijarina. And I'm Bryce Corbett. Hey Bryce, have you been into your garden or the local park lately? Well, actually Christy, now that you ask, I have just come back from walking my dog Louie in the park. Awesome! What did you see? Hmm, well, let's see. There were some big, tall eucalyptus trees, some spindly grass that made me a bit itchy, and some trees called banksias with really weird seed pods. Oh, and I heard some cicadas chirping and a green tree frog. And there was a big dog, a big hairy one, actually taking itself for a walk. That sounds beautiful. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how our planet is home to a really diverse mix of plants, animals and even tiny little life forms like bacteria and fungi? Sure is. Did you ever wonder how all these different beings came to exist? Well, as a matter of fact, I have. And today, we're going to dive into the primordial soup to find out what evolution is, who came up with the current theory of evolution, and how every living thing on Earth is connected. So, grab your binoculars and your magnifying glasses, because here we go. And listen carefully, there's a squiz at the end. What? Bryce, let's jump into the Squiz Kids time machine and travel back in time. We're going way back more than three billion years. Whoa! The only life we'd find here would be itty-bitty microscopic cells too tiny for our eyes to even see. Now, let's hop back into the time machine and move forward to the present day. Okay. As we're speeding through time, life is morphing and changing ever so slowly into the dazzling array of creatures we share our planet with today. Whoa. Like those trees and that hairy dog at the park. (laughs) That's right, Christy. Now that, of course, is the theory of evolution. That every living thing that exists today is a descendant of previous life forms that inhabited Earth millions and even billions of years ago. And in everyday language, we use the word theory to describe a guess that doesn't really have a lot of solid evidence to back it up. Mm -hmm. But in the realm of science, the word theory has a very different meaning. In science, a theory is an explanation based on heaps of facts and evidence that fit what we'd expect to see and are accepted by almost all scientists as the most likely explanation. So, Christy, what evidence supports the theory of evolution? I mean, how do we know that life didn't simply appear as it is now overnight? That is a great question, Bryce. One form of evidence we have is fossils. Ah. Now, fossils are the preserved remains of plants and animals that died a long time ago. Because the conditions were right when they died, they were preserved, either underground or underwater, and today scientists use them as clues to piece together the past. 
Aha, so that's how we know what dinosaurs might have looked like. Because dinosaurs and humans weren't around at the same time. That's right. And the different layers of rock that fossils are found in can tell us how long ago they lived. Uh So when we see small changes in plants and animals that are found in different layers of rock, that shows us that they were evolving. Huh. Imagine a world without evolution, Christy. No dogs, no cats, no humans. Just a few basic unchanging species. Sounds pretty dull to me. It really does. And over time, the Earth itself changes shape too. Tectonic plates move and push up new mountains and volcanoes. And the climate fluctuates from a steaming hot atmosphere filled with carbon dioxide to ice ages to our current conditions today. So when the Earth changes, it's really important that species adapt to the new conditions or else they might die out. And evolution is the process that allows this to happen. It sure is, Christy. But as you said, we need evidence to have a theory of evolution. So tell me, who was responsible for discovering this all-important evidence? Who? People have been trying to figure out the puzzle of how things came into being for thousands of years. Different cultures and religions all over the world have their own stories about how life started. But the real scientific adventure began with a young guy named Charles Darwin. In 1831, he set sail on a ship called the HMS Beagle for an epic five-year journey around the globe, and that trip changed everything. Charles Darwin, yeah, I've heard of him. He wrote a book called On the Origin of Species. Now, Darwin visited a chain of islands called the Galapagos Islands, smack bang in the middle of the ocean near South America. And while he was there, he noticed something super interesting about the finches that lived there. Finches, of course, are a type of small bird. Now, each island had finches, but their beaks were all different shapes, perfectly suited to munching on the seeds that were found right there on their specific island. Yeah, and this got him scratching his head and wondering why animals and plants Hmm. seem just right for the places they live and why they're so different from one place to another. Meanwhile, back in England, another scientist named Alfred Russell Wallace was thinking the same big thoughts around about the same time. They were like the Sherlock Holmes and Dr Watson of nature, (laughs) picking up clues from fossils, the way living things are spread across the globe, and similarities in anatomy. That's how our bodies are built to solve the mystery of life. Fast forward then to the 20th century and enter Rosalind Franklin, James Watson and Francis Crick, who discovered something amazing called DNA. Now, Christy, what exactly is DNA? Okay, so imagine it as an ultimate instruction book. Uh Every cell in your body has it and it tells your cells how to build you. Finding DNA was like discovering a secret rule book of evolution, showing us how traits are passed down and change from generation to generation. So, Christy, if Darwin and Wallace gave us the big idea of evolution and Franklin, Watson and Crick showed us how it works, how does evolution actually do its thing? 
So, Bryce, imagine nature as a giant science lab, mm-hmm. constantly mixing and matching life's ingredients, yeah. every living thing from tiny little ants scuttling underfoot to big, grand elephants roaming the savannas play a part in this grand experiment. Whoa. It's kind of like a game where the best tricks for staying alive are the ones that win the prize. Ah, so it's all about survival. A little bit like the Hunger Games, huh? Yeah, well, you're not wrong. It's all about who can survive and who can pass on those winning tricks or DNA to their kids. These winners get to hand down the traits that help them to stay in the game. Uh And over time, this can lead to new looks or even a brand new species popping up. Wait, so a cactus hoarding water in the desert or a chameleon changing colours isn't just showing them off. They're actually survival tactics that have been perfected over generations? Exactly! This whole process is called natural selection, or as some like to say, survival of the fittest. But hold on, doesn't DNA just make a perfect copy of itself? Shouldn't all offspring look exactly like their parents? That's a good point. And while it's true that babies get a mix of traits from both their mums and dads, there's Mm -hmm. also these things called mutations. So sometimes there are tiny mistakes when DNA copies itself. Right. Most mutations might not make a big splash, but sometimes they strike gold with a new trait that's super helpful. Like, maybe a beetle is born with a brighter shell, so it's more attractive to the ladies. (laughs) Over time, these lucky breaks can lead to entirely new species. So, there you have it, folks. Evolution isn't just a boring chapter in a science book, it's the epic saga of life itself. It tells us how we're all connected, part of a web that stretches back to the dawn of life. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What is the name of the theory that explains how every living thing on Earth came to be the way it is today? Yeah, a bit of an easy one, wasn't it? It's the theory of evolution. Question number two. Who travelled to the Galapagos Islands in search of clues about evolution? Well done if you were listening. It was Charles Darwin. Question number three. What is the name of the molecule that carries the instructions for making every living thing? Yeah, well done if you said DNA. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us as we explore the who, what, how, when, where and why of evolution. Teachers, there are a whole heap of excellent classroom resources related to this topic on the Squiz Kids website. And there's a link to them in today's episode notes. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. Over and out.